0: This is Laura Dierdo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Paul Merrick, Co-Chairman of the Board and Chief Physician Executive of Dooley Health and Care Physician Organization, which is the largest independent multi-specialty group in Illinois. Dr. Merrick is also a founder of the practice. And before we dive into the questions that we have for him today, I wanted to see, Dr. Merrick, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself as well as Dooley Health?
1: Certainly, Uh, thanks, Laura. So I'm a urologist by training, Um, uh, went to school at Rush and and came out and joined a a practice in the mid-90s, the Glen Clinic, which evolved to become DuPage Malco Group in 1999. And as you mentioned, uh, just last week, uh, we're beginning an exciting new chapter in our organization uh, where we are uh, duly health and care. And there's a lot of work that went into that uh, name change and brand uh, uh, adjustment for us. And, and we're super excited about our future and the future of healthcare and the people that work with us and, and uh, the communities that we serve. Uh, when I started at, at, on the founding board in 99, uh, essentially we're a DuPage County practice. Now probably uh, more than half of our patients we serve uh, live outside that that original county. So the thought was to create a aspirational, excitable, uh, exciting new name that uh, challenge us to uh, go beyond what is expected and deliver extraordinary health and care.
0: That's really fantastic to hear. And what exciting times for Dooley Health. Now, I'm wondering, especially given everything that's going on in healthcare today, as well as in the US, what are some of the top trends that you're following right now?
1: Well, we're hopeful that that um, we can be trendsetters, truthfully, uh, and um, uh, there's a, a few things that, that are really important to us, and I think to the healthcare industry uh, collectively, and uh, right now engaging uh, physicians and clinical staff is quite a, uh, a complex uh, task. Uh, there, there's shortages in, in, in clinical staff, and there's difficulties in, in the care delivery model. And so trying to recruit um, uh, really talented uh, physicians and clinicians, equip them to do great work, uh, is one of the key things that I think all healthcare entities are, are involved with. And um, of course, technology is, is uh, becoming a, a bigger part of uh, delivering efficient care. But our, our goal is to deliver, uh, use technology to assist in a very human-centered design. Um, and have technology sort of be in the backdrop, but but help us uh, create a more intuitive, uh, proactive uh, model for healthcare. And, and certainly, I think for a decade plus, um, the trend towards moving risk to patients and providers has increased. Um, and uh, uh, that uh, taking on risk allows us as a provider to make these types of investments in data and and, and technology to actually uh, uh, better serve our, our communities and, and focus a little bit more on the front end, a proactive way uh, to promote health and wellness versus the traditional um, hospital-centric approach of, of reacting to acute care and, and then responding to it. Uh, we, we do believe that that people will obviously continue to get sick and need uh, acute care services, uh, but if if we can be more focused on uh, health, wellness, engaging our communities and our physicians uh, and our patients uh, on the front end. Uh, we hope to help people uh, live, live better, healthier, and more flourishing lives.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And especially that last point, when you're talking about health and wellness and really any kind of preventative work, are there any areas where you're seeing the most need right now?
1: Yeah, definitely, um, um, mental health has been a big uh, uh, issue and focus for us and, and uh, the system more uh, broadly. And that comes with the combinations of uh, the stresses of COVID, the stresses of learning to work in a new environment, sometimes working at home, um, uh, social isol- isolation, and lots of different stresses have come on individuals and communities. And so a focus on uh, primary care wellness, chronic disease management and behavioral health, I think are, are, are key areas of focus.
0: Got it, that makes a lot of sense. Um, now, I'm wondering too, as an independent physician organization, what are the talks like with insurance companies today and how do you anticipate they're gonna change in the future?
1: Well, I'm thankful that uh, we have a, a group of very talented people who, who came from that industry uh, who can speak the same language as, as insurers, uh, providers and insurance companies uh, sometimes think of healthcare care differently, uh, providers and physicians, because we're so close to the source, uh, the patients, uh, we think uh, most uniformly about uh, the task at hand and, and serving the, the person in front of us. Um, Insurance companies uh, uh, have to sort of think of things more uh, broadly and through an economic lens. Um, uh, one of our goals at Dewey is to maintain physician provider independence from uh, an unnecessary tethering to both hospitals and insurance companies. That doesn't mean that we don't want to take a very collaborative strategic approach in engaging these other entities to serve our patients and our communities. But um, uh, the old system, the fee-for-service system, which still exists uh, certainly in our market and other places, the old adage, you get what you pay for. And so the the, the um, fee-for-service payment mechanism uh, is much more focused on a reactive approach. Somebody gets sick and needs a, a... medicine or procedure uh, as we move towards a risk uh, uh sort of payment scheme we believe that we can focus on on that more proactive health and wellness piece
0: Got it. That's amazing to hear. And I'm wondering, you know, when you do think about some of the value-based care and opportunities to do more of that um, preventative care, are the insurance companies you work with pretty receptive to that? Or um, has it been a struggle to get some of those efforts underway?
1: We're always engaging the the payers um, in uh, collaborative approaches to serve our, our patients. And I think that if we can get to the point where all decisions we make, whether it's a, a contractual decision, a strategic decision, a policy, if we can filter it through a one really simple lens, does this help doctors, clinicians, help patients? And if if all policy making, all contractual language uh, 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 use that as its initial filter, uh, then I think that we can take this incredibly complex. Uh, uh, healthcare ecosystem that we live in and, and try to simplify it. Um, and and uh, uh, I would say that, that our ability to engage uh, providers, it, it's directionally correct. Um, and so in Illinois, uh, we work together with Illinois State Medical Society to help uh, uh, pass a pre-authorization bill to try to simplify uh, providers, uh, clinicians, physicians' ability to to get uh, the appropriate care to their patients more efficiently with less barriers and less bureaucracy. And that bill goes into effect in January. And I'm hopeful that that does smooth out some of these historic barriers that that, uh, all clinicians have encountered.
0: Got it, well, thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, from your perspective, what do you need most from insurers to thrive?
1: A uh, willingness to, to sort of look through that lens um, uh, uh, and to pay for performance. Um, one other uh, absolute tendency in, in, in healthcare now is an increase uh, towards transparency and where higher quality, lower cost, a better engagement of, of uh, clinicians and a better overall experience for patients, uh, the proverbial quadruple aim. Um, I, I think that there's increasingly objective uh, evidence of where that type of service exists. And, and we uh, at Dooley, we use it uh, to try to improve. And our aspirational goal is, is to continue to help each other uh, flourish and help our, our communities flourish. And yet it's it's a imperfect journey that we're not uh, where we'd like to be. Um, but we make progress, I'd say, uh, all the time. And my hope is that, that um, Uh, insurance uh, uh, companies' engagement with us is uh, centered around that focus.
0: Got it. I I think that's really helpful to know. Now, while I have you on the line here, I'm wondering where is the best opportunities for growth for Dooley in the future?
1: Well, we have, um, uh, we've had a sort of a, a core growth strategy for some time. We want to continue to provide more and more services uh, to our patients. Uh, take risk. Um, uh, uh, the idea is we want to provide the right uh, treatment by the right person, at the right place, the right time, and the right way. And if if we can do that increasingly, we earn the trust of our patients. Uh, if we er- earn that trust, say in urology, then then the hope is that we'll earn that trust in in oncology or orthopedics or cardiology, other service lines. And so uh, we want to continue to grow um, in the services we provide our patients. Um, We continue to recruit um, uh, between 150 and 200 physicians a a year in the Chicagoland market. I think um, most uh, healthcare observers are aware that we we grew into the Indiana market um, uh, a couple of months ago, where we formalized our partnership with an extraordinarily well-run uh, group, the South Bend Clinic in, in Indiana. And we've uh, signed a letter of intent with Quincy Medical Group downstate Illinois, also an incredible, uh, well-led organization that, that um, has uh, physicians who sort of think, act, and, and prioritize very similarly to myself and my partners. And uh, we'll continue to look for uh, like-minded um independent physician groups that um, can share resources and and solve some of these uh, broad problems for our patients the payers and the healthcare system more holistically Um, so there is a lot of uh, uh, physicians out there who uh, aspire to uh, be problem solvers not just for the patient in front of them but for uh, their community and the system more more holistically and as we out these individuals and groups, uh, we believe that there's uh, very significant, robust growth uh, ahead for duly health and care.
0: Well, Dr. Merrick, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.
1: I appreciate it very much, um, and I appreciate your patience in getting connected, and I wish you all the best for you and your family.